Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a newsworthy few weeks for All Elite Wrestling. As some of you may know, and some of you may be hearing for the very first time, AEW has entered into a TV deal with Turner Broadcasting. It's not missed on me. Sitting here in Atlanta, Georgia, the youngest of the Rhodes family, the weight of that announcement, the fact that pro wrestling is returning to Turner. And not only that, AEW has also entered into a TV deal with the UK's largest commercial television channel, that being ITV. This, it's unprecedented. And if you could refer to anything, it was over two decades ago. I mean, fans, this is your moment. It's my moment. It's our moment. And every bit of this, it starts May 25th, Las Vegas, double or nothing MGM Grand Garden Arena. And here's how you can watch it. In the United States and Canada, it's on pay-per-view. Internationally, you can watch it on Fight. Specifically in the UK, you can see it on ITV. And even in the United States, you can watch it on BR Live. But the real purpose of me sitting here today is simple. I want to take a moment to thank you. Thank you for your passion. Thank you for your loyalty. Thank you for your patience. We can't do this without you. We don't intend to do this without you. Let's go forward. I have a saying amongst my brethren in the elite, let's live forever. And I'm not naive enough to think any of us can live forever, but I think pro wrestling can make moments that do. And that is what AEW aims to do. So once again, from myself, from all of us at All Elite Wrestling. Thank you. 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 We couldn't have done it without each and every one of you fans for supporting us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. People paying money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I am your co-host, Joe, and I am here with my brother, Matt. What's going on, Matt? What's going on, everybody? And we're here to talk wrestling again with you, episode 63. You know what? I, uh, I'm i a little amped right now. I've had I've had my water. I've had some, some delicious coffee, and uh, I feel much better than I did earlier today. Yeah. I, was, I, had, I had a food hangover from Puerto Rican food. Uh, absolutely tasty, but uh, definitely weighs you down. Those Puerto Ricans. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I uh, I was telling Matt before we started recording. I'm out to dinner with uh, with my wife, and she takes me to a Puerto Rican place in the city of Chicago, and uh, I stuck out like a sore th- a sore thumb because here I am. I'm six foot eight. Uh, 240 pounds and uh there wasn't a guy there wasn't a puerto rican guy in that joint that was taller than five four (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it reminded me of the time that i was in uh 
at an Asian market in Jefferson Park. <laughs> and I walked in and like, you know, not, not to sound stereotypical or anything, but they all looked at me like, like I was Godzilla or some shit because... Again, I'm like the tallest motherfucker in the building by far. You can't lose yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and well, that's what makes it funnier because, like, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go check out the produce." And she's like, "Where are you gonna be?" I'm like, "Do you really have just to look up? Just look up, exactly." <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're back for another episode, and as always, we always have uh, wrestling on in the background. We're watching night one of the Ring of Honor New Japan. War of the Worlds tour emanating from Buffalo, New York. Uh, this was originally on Wednesday, May the 8th. 8th? Yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, and currently we have Silas Young, the last real man in wrestling, against Roosh. And I was, <laughs> I was telling Matt, it's going to be interesting to see these guys fight because Roosh is uh, a hard ass in his own right, uh, to say the least. And I've caught him, for those of you who know any kind of Spanish, um, I've caught him when he comes out, he usually calls people faggots, uh, which is a pretty ugly word these days, even in professional wrestling. Right. And uh, most people don't catch it, but the first time I caught it was at the uh, Madison Square Garden show when he fought Dalton Castle. And, you know, Dalton Castle has a very... uh, Flamboyant character. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. And he's in there, he constantly called him a puto, a pinche puto. And, and I'm like, oh boy, you know, like, if Dalton doesn't know what he's talking, um, you know, he's lucky. But, uh, yeah, for him to call Silas Young that, I don't think Silas Young's going to respond to it very well. And currently he's not. <laughs> he's kind of having his way a with couple, uh, A couple stiff shots might be coming Bruce's way. <laughs> I was gonna say, not, not had nothing to do with 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 that, but like Silas Young looks, and I'm gonna probably get some heat for this one, but looks like a guy from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Now, I mean, just, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> I don't, I I don't know necessarily what that means, but okay, just a fat, overweight. <laughs> He's been hitting the cheese and the beer too much. You know, you know, I, I, I I'm sorry, Milwaukee. I I I gotta explain that. Your your uh your Brewers beat the shit out of my Cubs today. Oh, so that's what that's. I'm what a it little is. okay. I'm a little bitter right now. Yeah, so fat, out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, Silas Young has put on some weight. It's been kind of disappointing to see him uh, let himself go a little bit, but uh, the man can still go even with a bit of a gut. Well, you got to remember too; he's an older guy. I, you t- I tend to forget that. Yeah, that he's and, 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 pushing I, 40 now. I, I speak from personal experience. Like, it's harder for us to keep weight off, so. I well, can, then, I, I, you know, he likes to hit the hit the, the beer yeah. a little too hard. I'm, you know, I'm, that's not really a gimmick that uh, has a hard time living, as we <laughs> mentioned gimmicks. Appreciate everybody listening to episode 62 and our talk about gimmicks. Yeah, thank Thanks. you. That was That was interesting. Yeah, you know, it went a lot longer than I thought it was going to be, but you know what? We had a lot of. Well, you know what though? It's, talking about it's, it's, one of those, it's one of those concepts where there's a lot to be said. Yeah, you know, and you know, like like I brought up the whole um, cultural slash social aspect of it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when times, you know, when nine eleven happened, you know, what was the the pop culture thing to be right. into? It was. Like cops your, and, cops and right. firefighters and yep. your everyday kind of hero. So, 
you know, you have pop culture mimic that and mirror that. And I just think a lot of people don't necessarily understand that or, or see it. You know, right. it just kind of happens. But it's all intentional, you know. So for, uh, for you know, for wrestling as part of pop culture, it's the same thing. They go through certain waves of certain type of gimmicks who, which work better than others. One thing that uh, I, I've always... One, one thing that I... I, I wish I would have talked about last episode too is you look at a guy like Rouge, you know, a member of, uh, of Los Ingobernables and then the Bullet Club for example, where you have two two different factions two totally different entities but they are they're, bo- both of those factions are also based a little bit off of reality in a way Bullet Club, you know I'm not going the entire history of the Bullet Club, but uh, you know, they're a Gaijin group that really were having a hard time finding themselves in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So they formed this group of gaijins that, you know, we're going we're gonna to take over by any means necessary. And it was re- it was reality hitting home there. I mean, that's what it was. It wasn't just like, you know, it, we wrote this down and you guys kind of fit the, the role. It was you guys really aren't finding yourselves here. You know, Carl Anderson, for example, he was a guy who had the talent, was almost there, but was not getting the push that he felt he needed. And they decided, we'll put you in this group. And it's like reality kind of, in, in its own sense, and as far as in the business, kind of worked out for itself in that sense. Where it was just like, you know, the this idea of this group of outsiders kind of taking over and ever since then, that's kind of the, the been the concept. You know, it's uh, it, it's a way to kind of get new talent over, whether it's you're big somewhere else or you're you're, you're trying to get that the, the next step, if you will. And uh, but the exception of maybe the elite portion of the Bullet Club, you know, it's it's always kind of been that mindset of us versus everybody else. Yeah, and and that's what I've. At Lij or, or or you know even the original uh, um, foundation of that was the same concept. It was just a bunch of renegades just kind of taking over. Tetsuya Naito was a guy, uh, if you remember, was not was not getting along with a lot of people in in CMLL when he was on excursion. Uh, he was actually made fun of a lot because he looked different from everybody else. A Japanese guy in Mexico. And he had a bad attitude. <laughs> and he took that strong style and he took it to a whole different level. And it got the attention of certain guys like Rouge. And you you come hang with us. Yeah. And that's how it started. And he brought that over to New Japan and he got his own misfits. And look where they're at now. You yeah. know, so it's like, it's cool that. What you said about nine eleven and and firefighters and 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 soldiers, we forgot to mention we forget to mention that, but that was a big thing too, you know the heroes as you said, but it's the same the same concepts in a way to where reality is being played on camera now. Yeah, you know, so it's uh yeah gimmicks are um. It was an interesting topic, and I really didn't know what I was gonna get myself into when I brought it up. <laughs> and I'm glad it turned out the way that it did. It really, I, I, I definitely enjoyed that conversation. Um, As did I. And you know, bringing up the whole Carl Anderson and and Bullet Club thing, uh, it makes me wonder: Was Tanahashi 
like super anti gaijin back then. Yeah, you know, because yeah. they, you know, Bullet Club at at the beginning they weren't that big. Right. You know, they weren't as over with the crowd as they are now. Uh, that would be interesting to know. Right. Like just how much, if any, he had uh, pushback over the idea. Because, you know, it's his new band. <laughs> Get off his lawn. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things. I, I, I'd be interested because I would hate even more so than, than what, I, what I, you know, what you saw now or, or earlier this year, last year. If it was one of those things where he was pro Bullet Club. Oh, this is a good idea. Yeah. But if it gets too big. Oh well, you or or, go. or too untraditional. Yeah, you know, because uh, again, we we had that talk where part of the reason Kenny Omega left was, you know, he wanted to keep pushing the envelope, and New Japan was like, no women, you know. Yeah. Uh, so Tanahashi. Ah, <laughs> uh, we uh, again, we're watching the um, War of the Worlds Night One and. First of all, I, I gotta say I don't know if it's on purpose or what, but I mentioned earlier the commentators are always standing, and uh, I don't know if I can stand for three hours and talk. Yeah, about you anything. know, I gotta, I gotta sit down for a bit. It, I don't understand, I, and you're right. The more the more I pay attention to it, the more shows I watch. Yeah, they're always fucking always standing. standing. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if it's a. Uh... A regime change kind of thing, like oh, you guys are done sitting on your asses for the entire show. You guys got to stand now. <laughs> uh, I brought I brought it up because you know Matt Taven comes out and he's got the ROH World Championship, beautiful belt, and <laughs> sitting on that table as well is a not so beautiful belt, <laughs> probably the ugliest belt I've ever seen in the history of pro wrestling, or at least yeah. one of them. No, it is. Yeah. For me, it is. The NWA National Championship held by Colt Cabana. He, uh, he beats... Um, Willie Mack. Willie Mack, thank you. I forgot, I forgot his name. Uh, which is not because he's not talented. He's actually a very talented dude. Uh, we talked about him on the show. Phenomenal talent. I was not too happy to see him drop the belt to Colt Cabana. With all due respect, you'd think he's a Chicago guy. That I would be all about Colt Cabana, but... I, I don't know. I, I just I can't I can't I, get behind them. I am I am of the opinion uh, of Jim Cornette when it comes to Colt Cabana. Okay. Uh, Jim Cornette. Uh, for those of you who watched the Crockett Cup, not the Crotchet Cup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those for those of you who watched the Crockett Cup or the Crotch Cup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you you heard Jim Cornette talk about how he is the first person to. You know, st- sting um, Cole Cabana, yeah, and get on him about being more of an entertainer than an actual wrestler, and and, and the reason he does get on him so much is because Cole Cabana is capable of a hell of a lot more. Um, he has all the training, he has all the experience. Quite honestly, I feel the same way. Cole Cabana, is, like, basically undermines himself. Yeah. And it sucks because, uh, I, you know, I remember being at Colt's last show in Chicago. I got to talk to his parents. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It was it was cool as shit. And, and to, to see that match and to see those fans react the way they did, like, that's the Colt Cabana I know and love. Not the, the guy who's trying to play Dusty Rhodes in the ring. Yeah. You know, or, or doing whatever. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm okay with, you know, his... Moves like the flying asshole and like the Superman <laughs> press. Yeah, like they're meant to be semi-comical. I get that, but 
he is capable of way more and 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 much better wrestling mind you than some of the shit he puts on so clearly uh again jim Cornette will tell you you never know what Cole Cabana you're going to get when he steps in the ring. Well, it's not only that, but, like, not only is he, res- like, is he a good wrestler, but, you know, I, I I don't usually go hardcore a lot of times. I love traditional, you know, technical wrestling, but the the rivalry with Homicide and Ring of Honor and just that match that uh, I think also took place in Chicago. Yeah. Um, blew my mind. I wasn't there. But I was there. I, yeah, I know you, yeah, you were there. Uh, Mr. Wrestling 6 was there. And uh, that match blew my fucking mind. Because yeah. I was like, that's not Cole Cabana. But, yeah, it is Cole Cabana. <laughs> that was the Cole I'm, I'm speaking of. That's right. the one I'm used to. That's the one I know and love. I don't I don't so much like the Joker no. that he tends to be. Yeah. I mean, it's entertaining. Sure. But it's like, dude, you're wasting everybody's time. Yeah. We could have, like, fucking... You know, I God, I I hate the fucking star system, but we could have five star masses with you every time you want to decide to wrestle that way. Unlike the uh, what did he fucking call him at the beginning of the broadcast? The the Fr- French Canadian Frankenstein yeah. PCO who is now in the <laughs> ring as part of the ROH Six Man Tag Team Champions. Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, uh, it was Ian Ian Riccoboni, uh who. Wait, who's un- that guy? You mean Ricky Jabroni? Yeah, we we call him Ricky Jabroni, <laughs> who announces for Ring of Honor, and uh, he called him he called PCO the French Canadian Frankenstein, and Matt and I just lost it because it's <laughs> like you know just when you think it's horrible with PCO, it just continues to get worse. Yeah, yeah. So this match we're watching Villain Enterprises defending the uh, World Six Man Tag Team Titles. Uh, against the team of Jeff Cobb, uh, Satoshi Kojima, and Yuji Nagata. Blue Justice! And, uh, by the way, Villa Enterprises, if you don't know, it's Marty Skiro, Brody King, and the aforementioned PCO. Uh, I don't know if you saw that in the crowd, but someone has a poster, and it's done up like uh, an old comic book yeah and it's a pco i give up it's like the invincible pco or some shit it oh my god and on that note ladies and gentlemen yeah uh, (laughs) we'll see you in the ring (laughs) i i can't i just can't do this anymore with this guy i just can't and he's over he is so over it's fucking ridiculous and and i was telling matt during the the nwa crockett cup his uh pco's tag team partner brody king who um, we first ran across, or at least I did, in PCW Ultra. Hell yes, absolutely. Um, another great promotion out there. Yes. But uh, Brody King, it's like, uh, think of it this way. So they're a partnership. For every stupid, uh, just illogical move or, or gesture that PCO does, Brody King does three to five more logical, you know, better moves. And it, it isn't necessarily because he wants to. It's because he has to. <laughs> That's what gives that team any kind of legitimacy. Yeah. And, you know, that, <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, because if yeah. they both tried to do that, they'd be fucking laughing stocks. But because there's that balance in, in that tag team, I know it sounds strange, but I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, you know, it it works. That's what makes this work. So, PCO can thank his tag team partner for fucking helping him get over. I'm just thinking right now, too, if you see Marty Scurro jump in the ring, 
You think Villain Enterprises is going to travel for the um, Super Juniors Tour? Because, I mean, you always have tag matches, and it always seems to be factions teaming teaming up and, and things of that nature. I don't know. That'll be that'll be interesting, especially now since, uh, you know, you and I uh, just heard the news about the tournament. There mm. has been some changes. For those of you who are not uh, up on uh, things, uh, two entrants have had to be pulled out of the actual tournament in the way of Ring of Honor's own Flip Gordon, who apparently is having visa issues. So they had to pull him out. And then uh, El Desperado, who was part of the New Japan roster, he got pulled out because uh, he now has a broken jaw. Uh, I, I don't remember. We don't, Those guys have been replaced, by the way. Have they? Yeah. Do you know? Um, Ren Narita, Young Lion. Okay. Uh, he's he's going to be in there. He replaced uh, Flip Gordon. Okay. And I'm not sure of this other guy. Uh, that's I've never, never heard this guy before. <laughs> D the, the D, American in me just wants to say Dookie. Yeah, Dookie, pretty much. But <laughs> D D O U K I I I don't know if he where he's from. I think they pronounce it Dookie. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with him. Yeah, uh, he's uh, he replaced um. El Desperado. El Desperado. Who, who again has a broken jaw. Broken jaw. Uh, so, I, I don't know. Speedy recovery. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know who they were, uh, who the match was against, but uh, he did take a, a pretty stiff kick mm-hmm. and then was complaining of a lot of pain after the match. Strong style wrestling. It's, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. That'll do it to you. So, um, uh, yeah, so he's out. He's out for an indeterminate amount of time at this point. And I know Ring of Honor has some time off after this tour. So, I mean, they very well could be uh, traveling, too. Not that I want to see PCO in Japan or anything, but... I don't. I, you know, like... Have... I, I don't, but you know what? At <laughs> least we know he's out of the country if that happens. <laughs> like, we wouldn't ha- we wouldn't have to see him or hear about him at a fucking indie show. PCO, like Monroe Suzuki in the same ring or something. Maybe Suzuki uh, would finally kill somebody. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um... That's that's New Japan uh, Best of Super Juniors. We're gonna talk about that more uh, as uh, as it takes place. Yeah, yeah. things of that nature uh, should be starting. I think it's May thirteenth. Yeah, the thirteenth. So, so get yourself a subscription through us at twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash njpw it's a phenomenal service. I, I we check it out all the time. Constantly got uh, tours going on. Uh, again, Best of Super Juniors is the next one. And uh, you got to get it, too, because Dominion's happening. Yeah. Uh, next next month, uh, first Friday in June. Like, I don't know the exact date. Yeah, I think it's the first head. Friday in June. But, uh, you know, see Chris Jericho in... Uh, you never know if it's going to be his final match for New Japan. Right. You know, I mean, he is uh, he is fighting for the, for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. So here we go, Jericho versus Okada. And you know, last year he surprised me by taking the IC title. So man, I you know I I am all for Jericho wrestling in New Japan and and wherever he wants to, it's fine. Like, you sure, know, he's he's one of those rare talents that knows how to keep reinventing himself. And uh, for those of you who who don't think he still has it, you're wrong. He he's 
he still has it. I mean, he obviously he's not running around doing lion salts and shit all yeah, the time. But he's not in his prime anymore. But he's still got it. He's still got it. And uh, as much as as much as I like that situation, unfortunately, I don't want to see him be IWGP Heavyweight Champion. No, I don't. No. I, I think uh, I think there's better ways to westernize your title. <laughs> with different people, right. but then again, uh, you know they gave it to Brock Lesnar one time. So, oh boy, oh well, look how look how that turned out. <laughs> yeah, look that look how that turned out. You know, there's the same shit, the same shit that he was pulling in WWE. He pulled in Japan. Oh, and fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck, fuck him. him. And it, I guess it's appropriate that we we, we mention Brock Lesnar because we got a segue into one of our favorite topics. On this show, and that's the WWE. <laughs> uh, um, ladies and gentlemen, I, I asked Joe, like, what do you want to talk about? And first thing he said was WWE. So I was like, oh, fuck it, let's do it. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's not how, how it went down. But um, no, there was an interesting concept that took place. Uh, I believe it was this past episode of Raw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't watch Raw. I haven't watched Raw since the night after WrestleMania. Um, and. So you're a majority of the audience. Majority of the audience, yeah. <laughs> All the marks out there, are like, yeah, me too. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do remember seeing Roman Reigns making some kind of mention that he was going to be on Raw. He was going to break the rule or be on Raw, or whatever, because he's a SmackDown wrestler now. Um. Anyways, I have no idea why he was on Raw. I don't really give a fuck, but. Supposedly now there's a wild card rule where, if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, but three wrestlers on any from any, from the other show can show up on the other show for that night. So this rule has changed again. At, at, no, at least once. Okay. So I and again I I could be wrong, but I know it's changed. So I'll tell you the latest that I know. Okay. Right. So yes, there's a wild card rule, but you're telling me it's three. I'm hearing it's five. I I mean my I, I could be. I and then know. also I heard that originally it was just SmackDown gets to go to Raw, not vice versa. Okay. Because of Fox. Sure. Because of the Fox Network, but now it's vice versa. Okay. So you can have Raw guys go to SmackDown, SmackDown guys go to Raw. Okay. Which, I mean, that to me, that makes more sense. And Yeah, and so the, the, the question would have been then, well, whose idea was this? Because and I, I know you, you have an answer for me, but <laughs> I want to elaborate the question a little bit more because we, so the week after WrestleMania, uh, you have, I mean, so you have WrestleMania, you have your Raw and SmackDown, the following week, you have your draft, or they call it the Superstar Shakeup. And what? Not even was it about two weeks now since then. We now we have this wild card rule, and for me as a fan, that tells me we fucked up that draft <laughs> because yeah, we yeah. gotta start throwing guys in other shows now, mm-hmm. and. So it's like okay, so here we are. We have a, we, we have this wild card rule, and then you throw this on me. Go ahead and tell tell them what you told me. It's being reported that uh, this was not a this this wasn't the doing of the booking committee. This wasn't the doing of Vince McMahon. This was the doing of Fox Network, Fox as a company. 
because ratings are slipping uh, at a horrible pace, and they want uh, you know they're they're not pulling out of the contract with the WWE. You know you're still going to get your SmackDown on Fox this fall. Or, or, or whenever it's supposed to start. Or Fox Sports 1. Or Fox Sports 1, depending on how how uh, how quick they rebound in ratings. But, uh, yeah, Fox was basically like, look, we're still want to do business with you, but, you know, we want, like, basically all your best fucking talent um, disposable on, on all your programming because how else are, are we going to get TV strong TV ratings out of you? So that's why they originally it was SmackDown guys only going to Raw, so that they could get the exposure. But then this way Fox would be like, "Oh, you can only see those guys all the time on SmackDown, which right. is on Fox." Yeah. So that that's why it was originally that way. But now that it's vice versa, you have Raw guys going to SmackDown because uh, USA kind of was like, "Wait a minute, like." So, wait, why do you guys get that special treatment? Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, either way, this was not Vince's doing. And and this is, I think a lot of you WWE marks out there are like, what's the big deal? I'll tell you what the big deal is. You have this multi-billion dollar company, which you guys are proud of. And, and again, I also want them to succeed, but... You know how bad shit has to be when the owner of the fucking company doesn't even have a say-so anymore? Well, this is two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row, Two yeah. weeks in a row, we, we talked about this. If, uh, I'm not going to go this route because that's a little, a little <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'll scrap what I was about to say there, but, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, no, no matter who you look, how you look at it, it's the, these big deals, these are great deals. The, um... Uh, Saudi Arabia deal now the Fox deal, cool, but you when when does it become bad when they're running the fucking company now? You're yeah. not running the company anymore. You're not running the company anymore. You're not. And it, 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 I'm dude. You it, wanna know what this sounds like? And, and maybe maybe this will maybe help people wake up a little bit. This sounds very much like uh, Time Warner running WCW. Yeah. It's just like people it, who have it, no idea it, what the, the business. Start. Yeah, you know it's not there yet, but it's the start. No idea how to run a business, how to run a wrestling company. We'll let them run a wrestling company. Yeah. So, so the people that actually know what they're doing, and, and, and I'll put Vince McMahon in that category because he got the business to where it's at. Yeah. It wasn't like he's he's some fucking lunatic. Yeah, he's he's out of touch. We you know that that much is true, but. He built this fucking company to where it's at. Yeah, I, neither of us are trying to discredit all his hard work. Like, like no, that, that's not what we're not, here to do. Not at all. But, but you, you take all this money, and it's very much a la Ted Turner now. And it's just like, go ahead, whatever you want, we'll, we'll do it, we'll do it. And now ratings are in a shitter, and it's like, okay, well, what's next? At this point, it's sign over, some, give it to somebody else. Potentially, I'm not saying we're there yet, but it's like that's that's gotta be the next step if it continues to go. Because what say NBC saying? Well, well, if they get a say in things, well, we want to say in things now too. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, this is this is setting up a very dangerous precedent. <laughs> you know, the the powers that be are no longer who they should be anymore, and you have. You have a network, you have 
the country. You might have another network. At this point, you might as well have your 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 ad, you know, your your advertisements to fucking do the same thing. Well, we want so and so to be, you know, doing this, or we want you know they're they're tired. We want them to fucking have hefty on their fucking trunks now or some shit. Like, yeah. When does it end? When does it end? When does yeah. it end? It's it's kind of scary. We if you if if I was a WWE mark, I'd be worried because yeah. well, what's next? Yeah. What's next? Um. The the wild card rule is uh, it is really stupid. Um, it's uh, I've I've been talking to people about uh, not since the wild card rule, but even before that, you know, going back to the superstar shakeup or the draft, or what have you, brand extension. And there's a lot of marks out there, and, and let me—I'm curious what you what you have to say. They feel that the brand extension should not be a thing to begin with. That everybody should just be on every show. And uh, I have my my view on it, but I'm I'm curious to know see hear what you have to say, because we don't think we've talked about that. No, we haven't. And you know what? For, from a business standpoint, it it would make sense for everyone to be on every show. Every on show, okay. The only problem is. With that particular company, look at their fucking roster. Right. They have an enormous roster, even for them. Yeah. So it's like, what do you do with all these wrestlers now? Because let's face it, if you're going to have every one of your wrestlers on every episode of everything you ever do, there's only room, there's only so much TV time. Right. There's, you know, the, the, so who do you showcase? How do you showcase them? If you have storylines that you're trying to run with your characters, which, you know, the WWE is sports entertainment, so they're characters. How do you do that? How do you make time for everybody? Who yeah. get who who gets uh, who gets time on what program? And like they already have that challenge every week, but you're just you're making it that much more complicated now, because it's like where so yeah you get excited because they sign whoever. Great. All right. When are they going to be on TV? And then if, even if they do get TV time, like, how much TV time? How much is too much? How much is too little? You know, you we they're, they're being characters in a ring, that, and they're supposed to be entertaining the fans. Well, again, I've, I've, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but momentum. Momentum plays a factor in all this. How do you... How much TV time is too much? How much is too little? You know, how does it affect uh, the fans when they they uh, attach themselves to someone, and you know the that someone gets a big push, you know, right? And then the next week there's nothing, or the next two weeks there's nothing. Like, how does that work? And and, and let's face it, they're already having issues as it is, and you want to you want uh, the company to approach shit that way where everybody has to be on every piece of TV that they have. It makes sense from a business standpoint, but it also doesn't. It's a double-edged sword because because of the size of their roster. If they only had X amount of guys, that would be different. You know? But that's not the case. They were topping uh, like 90 to 100 and 15 guys total or, right. or performers yeah, yeah so it's like that's a lot of fucking talent to be <laughs> holding on to you know and, and 
I was just telling Matt before we started recording this episode, it's come to the point where they're just trying to keep people, they're paying people to stay home now. Yeah. Just because they don't want to lose them to other organizations until they find something for them. So you've got Luke Harper, who went and asked for uh, his contract to be up and over with, to the point where he didn't even want money. He was just like, hey, come November, when my time is up, you don't even have to fucking pay me what you owe me. Just let me go. And they were like, nah, we're going to give you six more months. So now he's stuck in a contract for six more months after November. Whether he wants to be or not, they have nothing booked for him in the future. They don't have anything booked for him now. They're paying him to sit at home on his ass. And then now they've pulled Leo Rush and Sasha Banks off of their Grand European Tour. And guess what? Because of Sasha Banks and Leo Rush and the way they've been acting out, they're sitting at home, not doing shit. But they're getting paid. Getting paid. So you're wasting all this revenue. All that money you guys are bragging to bring it in, this is what they're doing with it. Yeah. Paying people to not leave. You know, I mean, I get it. You know, not everybody that asks for a contract release needs to get it. You know, there's uh, there's, there's, there's conflict resolution. There's, yeah. you know, there's things like that. There's uh, for somebody like Sasha Banks. I can see them not wanting to give her a release because she's. I'm not. With all due respect to Luke Harper, who I think is a phenomenal talent, but they actually could push her and yeah, put her right, she, right back into the mix of things. Where Luke Harper hasn't had a legit rivalry in years. Yeah, years. You're not doing anything with him. I, I forget that he still works for the company, so that makes sense to say. You know what? You know, okay, you can uh, you can go. Because you're not doing anything with them. Yeah. Or I should say, it makes it doesn't make as much sense because you're not doing anything with them. Where Sasha Banks, I guess she's upset a lot of things. I don't like the way she's handling herself, but I do I do respect it to an extent for sure. And I, but I understand for WWE's sake why they keep her, want to keep her. But if that's if that's your reasoning, because you want to keep her, well, there's other better ways. There's better ways of handling this. It's just, uh, it's troubling to me that uh, this is this is where we're at with WWE because, again, we talked about earlier, you got an excessive amount of people that want to leave, uh, and it, it almost seems like they're doing it just because like there, there's that the fear, that unspoken fear of competition. You don't want like you you mentioned Joey Ryan last week, yeah. We want to hire, potentially hire Joey Ryan. Just so that he doesn't get signed by anybody else. What, what kind of shit is that? I mean, and, and, uh, but, but, but anyways, I, I, I'm going off a little bit here because I want to bring back the, uh, the brand extension because I am pro brand extension because of what you said. The cliche answer that we always have is what? If it's done right. Mm-hmm. I know some people don't like that answer, but that's the honest got truth. If it's done right, anything can work. Yeah. And when the brand extension first hit, I'm talking about the second, or I don't know, the current brand extension hit, it worked because you had two separate, comp- two separate brands that were making their own stars. When Raw first hit, before you had Brock Lesnar, before you had Bill Goldberg, you had 
a, a show with no champion. So what they did was they took two or they took eight guys and put them in both in put had two separate fatal four way matches, and the winner would uh, compete in the one on one, and then the winner of that would face Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. And that winner of the, of the fatal four way and the one on one match was Finn Balor. And Finn Balor then won the Universal Championship at that SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. And he became the face of Raw. And unfortunately, he got injured in the Seth Rollins match. And so what did they do? They made another Fatal 4-Way match, and in comes Kevin Owens. And he's the face of Raw. And I forget who it was for SmackDown. It might have been AJ Styles or shortly... After shortly later, it was AJ Styles. Yeah. But you had two different shows with two legit wrestlers running it. It's it works until you bring in Brock Lesnar, until you bring in Bill Goldberg, guys who are not going to do anything to push that product because they don't show up, and when they do, you wish they didn't show up. <laughs> And this is the reason why Raw becomes what it becomes, because for two plus years, it was held hostage by bullshit so-called wrestlers that are there to take your money and get nothing back. That's all they're there for. Yeah. You know, they are, they are the equivalent of somebody basically begging for money. What are you going to do for me? I'm just gonna give you money. Guess what they become? I I don't I don't understand what has changed over the over the years with Vince McMahon. Do you remember years ago when the Ultimate Warrior was? There's that fucking oh, okay. This guy out of here. So do you remember? Sorry, we were looking at the that comic book style poster of PCO uh, in in the in the crowd here on Ring of Honor. But uh, the, getting back to what I was saying, uh, do you remember years ago? When, I'm sure everybody's heard the story. If you haven't, uh, there's a story. While the Ultimate Warrior was alive, he essentially held Vince McMahon hostage by refusing to perform unless Vince signed over something in the amount of like $100,000 or something. Okay. And so Vince, Vince didn't. Vince was like, fuck you, I'm not going to pay you whatever money you want from me because you're not, like, it's not working out here for you. And so that's what happened. Vince stood his ground, Warrior didn't get paid, you know, and Warrior left. Great. So why why should Brock Lesnar be any different? Why, why did Brock Lesnar, maybe because of the way he did it? The avenue he took, but like, sincerely, like, that's what he was doing to Vince. Like, I'm not going to show up unless you fucking pay me. What the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, I'll put this belt on somebody else, you know? I'll still make money, <laughs> you know? And your ass won't be around. Put the belt on anybody else. Anybody else. Anybody else. You could have put the belt on Michael Cole and it would have had more prestige. To put it on Brock Lesnar. That's fucking horrible to say, but it's the truth. Truth. Yeah, it is, it is the truth. I mean, no matter who you are, no matter... Okay, if you're watching a TV show, 
your main character, whether you like him or not, he doesn't. That character's never in on an episode. <laughs> What's the fucking point of watching the show? <laughs> yeah, like what the hell? You know, it just it doesn't make any sense. So you're talking about Raw. Your main character should be your Universal Champion. That's the person you you're there to see the most, on average. You know, you can have your favorites, and that's fine. But on average, you're there to see the the world champion, Universal Champion, and he's not there. No, never. <laughs> so why am I why why am I going to watch the show? Why why I'm not going to watch Halloween. With all due respect to Halloween three, but I'm not going to watch Halloween <laughs> and Michael Myers never shows up. Yeah, like, how the fuck does that work? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. Halloween 3 is a good movie, but it just should not have had the Halloween moniker. Yeah, so, absolutely. But uh, I digress. But yeah, it is, this is the reason why. This is the reason why. You have a three-hour show, and I've always been a fan of three-hour shows. I, I, I don't care what anyone says. A three-hour wrestling show every week fucking works. If done right... And, 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 well, here's what kills me, okay? Here's what kills me. In the past, I've had issues with three-hour shows. Why? Because of the, the lack of a roster. Yeah. The lack of talent. Now they don't have that. that. They don't have that problem. Yeah. They've got every fucking motherfucker available. You just sign motherfuckers left and right. Yeah. So. You have plenty. You have a plethora <laughs> Of a fucking roster that can handle three hours, right? You just got to change some shit around. Let them do what they do. You know? Small things. Like, uh, you and I always nitpick about the commercials. Yeah. You're watching a match, and uh, granted, we're watching WWE matches, but still. Like, you're trying to get into a match as a fan. Just brass tacks. Right. You're trying to watch WWE. You're trying to get into a match as a fan. And what do they do? They go to a fucking commercial. Yeah. In the middle of the fucking match. Saw me toilet paper. Whatever happened to the setup they used to have where they would just put picture in picture and you'd still get to see your like fucking Castro D- GTX <laughs> commercial or yeah. M&M's or whatever the fuck they're trying to pawn off on yeah. you. Yeah. But you're still watching the match. <laughs> yeah. How hard is that? You know? And it's not like you're you you're you're not getting your ad dollars in, you know. You could still have fucking Michael Cole rattle off something about Castro GTX or M and M's or whatever, you know. Give them something to do, you know. There's three of them now. Fuck, <laughs> this shouldn't be rocket science, man. <laughs> they, they make it so complicated. They do. They, they do. Um. You want to know who else had a, a fucking problem uh, running a three-hour show on Monday nights? <laughs> <laughs> they also went two hours, and that's where Raw's supposedly going now, too, two hours. Yeah. I mean, goddamn, the, the similarities to WCW, it's its pretty scary. It, it is, it is. But, this is how, but that's how it started. It's how it started. Time Warner, you have all the money in the world. You should be running WCW. You should you should have a say in what goes on. No, you shouldn't. No, no, you shouldn't. Not at all. Because at the end of the day, Fox doesn't give a fuck about pro wrestling. They care about their fucking ratings. That's why they're doing this. Care about ratings and money. Yep. You know, 
Saudi Arabia, I don't know where the fuck their head's at. They're just... <laughs> they're a different fucking breed when it comes to the wrestling fan out there. And you know what? You want to have your special fucking, like, goofball matches or whatever with Bill Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. You can have it. You can fucking keep them. I don't give a shit. Like, you can make them fucking citizens and shit. <laughs> like, they can stay there. But... It, don't let it affect my wrestling out here, you know, or, 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 and, and again, you know, you and I have talked over the past, uh, year or so about a company like new Japan and how they're having, um, growing pains. I think it's the same thing here with the WWE. You know, they are, they are the fucking monolith of, of an industry and they're still trying to grow. Yeah. As 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 fucked up as that sounds, they're still trying to grow. They're trying to grow globally, and I could only even remotely under try to understand the frustration that Triple H is probably having right now, <laughs> because his plan, for those of you who don't know, his plan is to have different branches of NXT all over the world globally. Right, NXT Africa. NXT Spain, where you know wherever they want to do it, that it's it's a sound business plan. Yeah, clearly they he he's got a good handle on NXT as a brand. Uh, I I don't think any of of our listeners or or you or I have had issues with NXT, not in um, the least, not in the least. So to have that expand globally in different places. It makes sense. That's what you want, you know? But having an out-of-touch old man let his, his you know, network business partners make decisions for a business they don't know shit about, like, the company is in danger of, of collapsing. And, and unfortunately, if it collapses, guess what? NXT goes with it, whether we want that or not. And... Uh, the, you're right. They they should have. They had. They fucking bought the company that they took down. You would think they would do the homework and take the notes and be like, okay, this is how yeah. not to follow the same path that they did. You know. Watch an episode of the Monday Night Wars WWE. <laughs> yeah, it's on the W. If hey Vince, if you don't have a subscription, <laughs> you can get one over at twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash WWE Network. We're gonna give you a month free. God damn it, pal! <laughs> you, can, you can watch the entire, the entirety of the Monday Night Wars programming. Good documentary, by the way. Absolutely, absolutely. I wish they were a little more nicer to WCW. Yeah, well, uh, you know, but yeah, you know how it goes. Yeah. But um, oh man, you know what? Yeah, it's um, it is frustrating. It's a, uh, it is one of those things where um. It's not. You, you can talk about it to your blue in the face, but it's going to continue going down this path, and it's unfortunate because you don't want to see a company like WWE fail, but they're they're closer than you think. Yeah, and yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a shame because it's just it, it, you know, no one bites the dust because of, of of their own ignorance. I mean, realistically, you know, they 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 are going to do business with Fox. That's a given. Mm-hmm. But once that starts, 
Fox isn't going to wait around for shit to get better. You know? Which I find amusing that it's Fox. I mean, <laughs> like the, the network that's king or, or, or known for having shitty shows, whatever. <laughs> Maybe that's just my opinion. So I mean, you'll 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 get a, a few months out of them before they decide. Hey, guess what? This shit isn't performing like we right. we needed to. So we're gonna make a bunch of changes. You know, it's not gonna last very long unless they get their shit together. Ladies and gentlemen, I have such a bad taste in my mouth. I feel like we talked about WWE quite a bit on the show over the past <laughs> few weeks. <laughs> I, I gotta wipe the shit out of my mouth real quick, and uh, I promise you when we come back, we're gonna talk about something that I've been waiting want to talk about for a long time now. Something that's actually good, something that's uh, something that's that's brand new and fresh. And uh, so we gotta pay some bills first. We gotta handle all that stuff. And uh, Vince, don't forget, get that fucking subscription on us. Uh, learn about your own goddamn business. <laughs> don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Fight TV. Go ahead and download the app and support the show. Every time you download the app from us, we're going to give you $10 of credit to make your first purchase on the Fight TV app. Get access to all kinds of independent wrestling, Ring of Honor, Evolve, and many, many other feds. Only pay for the shows that you want to see. So go ahead and download the Fight TV app from us over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash fight, F-I-T-E. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for sticking around as we pay some bills and uh, take care of all the uh, all that stuff. Uh, I, I told you before the break that we were going to talk about something different, something new, something fresh. Uh, and this really, it, it, it's great that it's finally here. It's not here yet officially, but it's it's right around the corner. Something that we've been talking about since the beginning of this year, this calendar year, and that is uh, the wrestling company called All Elite Wrestling. Um, we've talked about it with fellow excited excited fans. We talked amongst each other about it. We talked about it with those that call it a t-shirt company because it hasn't proven anything yet. <laughs> and you know what? You're right. They haven't proven anything yet. But that's because their first show hasn't happened yet. And, and on May 25th, it's right around the corner the new show is going to happen. The first show is going to happen, I should say. And that is a show called Double or Nothing. It's going to take place at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. I tried to get tickets. They sold out real fast. Four minutes. Regardless, we said all that before. So what could we possibly talk about that we haven't discussed already? Again, they haven't done anything. They're a t-shirt company. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are finally here to talk about the actual card, the inaugural card of All Elite Wrestling. And before we get to it, the card looks good. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited to talk about the card. As we see uh, Flip Gordon doing the, the floss, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But what say you, as a wrestling fan, when your initial thoughts before you see a match of all elite wrestling? What are you? What's what's your thoughts going going into Double or Nothing? Uh, I think I think people tend to forget or neglect that this is technically their second show. Yes, technically. I mean, yeah. in, in a way, yes. In a way, yes. Right. So. Uh, Logically speaking, the only real difference here are two things. One, some of their production team is different because they don't have the support of Ring of Honor. Right. And that was a Ring of Honor decision, which is fine. They're, you know, that's their prerogative. And then also uh, the actual roster of guys. So, you know, it's it's a little bit different roster because they had to go out and sign guys and, you know, whatever. But those are the only two real big differences between Double or Nothing and All In. Um, <laughs> I think we've spoken a lot about All In and how great it was. I mean, it was fucking phenomenal. Um, for, for me to think anything differently about Double or Nothing would just be ludicrous at this point. Um, it has the makings of, of uh, another great show, first and foremost. And second, they're, do, they're trying to do everything right by their talent, which right. is, is something completely fucking unheard of <laughs> uh, in, in pro wrestling. They're actually getting heat for that. They are. They're you, actually you don't getting... treat your talent like that. That isn't that something? Isn't it just the weirdest shit, man? I'm telling you. So, um, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. I think. I think minus you know maybe a few production glitches here and there, it'll go off without a hitch. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm. I'm excited. My daughter's excited. You know, all of us are excited here at the Twenty by Twenty crew. I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. So you mentioned All In, and, and, and you're right. It is, in a way, a, a second show. But I will add in this difference as well, and that is Tony Khan. The fact that you have this insanely rich businessman now backing your company, backing your wrestling show, to me, it, it speaks the opposite of where All In was. All In was, it was a show that, for all intents and purposes, it was... It was designed to fail. These three guys can't do this. They can't. They can't, <laughs> they can't fill ten thousand seats and 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 put and 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 put on a show like of this magnitude. It can't be done. It just can't. And they did it. In one of the most critical wrestling cities in the world, Chicago, Illinois. And uh, now you have that. Establishment now, not now that not, now that you've made a name for yourself, and now you have financial backing as well. I get it; it's different because you have to go out and sign all these guys and and everything of that nature. But now you actually have somebody that says, "You know what? We believe in these guys." And if they weren't confident before all this, they sure as hell are confident now. And for me, that's all that I need to say. If you're not watching, if, if you have an opportunity to watch this live, especially, and you don't, you are, you're just a fucking idiot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> put it, put it nicely. I'm, I, again, 
I know I'm going to sound like a fanboy. I'm not going to sound like a mark, and that's fine. But th these guys have proven time and time again to why they walk around with that moniker, the elite. And yeah. it's, it's hard to take that away from them. So, am I excited for Double or Nothing? Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to fucking geek out the way that I geeked out during All In because All In, and I, and I don't want to compare this to a WWE show, but All In was the equivalent to, to in the sense of what it was, and in the sense of the negative remarks of it, it was the equivalent of WrestleMania 1. A show that was not supposed to work. And if it didn't work, well, you guys are just fucked. Because you spent your own fucking money to put on the show and nobody cared about it. It was a risk. And it worked. And you never know, All In might become the next big, you know, if you're going to do an All In 2, which supposedly they are doing. Yeah. I mean, it all started with the first one. And there's only one way you can go here if, you, if you're the elite. Because they don't look back. This is forward. Look, and, and, and progressing. And, Always forward, never backward. You know, <laughs> it's that mentality to where I I have faith in these guys. And, uh, you know, T-shirt company or not, AEW may not have accomplished anything, but the guys... Behind it, that are, are putting on the are, 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 are that are working behind the scenes to put this all together. They you know they have the experience, and uh, it showed an all in, and it's, there's no doubt in my mind that it was going to show a door nothing. To say that they have accomplished nothing is is just uh, such an ignorant comment. For every action there's an equal and opposite reaction physics teaches this to us and i'm what i'm referring to is they what they've accomplished right is they have changed the, the landscape of professional wrestling and sports entertainment because it has it has caused professional wrestling to stop and kind of take stock in in their their each independent company, Ring of Honor included. You know they 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 stopped and they were like, you know what, we need to sign we we need to make sure our talent is happy, and make sure that we're signing guys exclusively, right? Because we need we need guys for the future to grow off of. You know we need to keep them boys happy yep. so they don't go uh, jumping ship. We need you know we need to sign. Guys exclusively to our brand, like Bandito. So yeah, absolutely. It they've they've already managed to change an entire landscape of an industry, which is let's face it, that's a hard fucking thing to do. You know, on the sports entertainment side, uh, you know, we just got done talking about how guys like Luke Harper are fucking stuck in a company they don't even want to be with because their company is afraid of losing them to. All Elite Wrestling, where he could easily go and and just be automatically more uh, more relevant. Right. You know, to say the very least. We can see Luke Harper of old. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy the amount of, of blowback this company is getting, even before their first 
own their own event. Um, I I don't I just pulled this up. I don't know if you know this, but um, Stardom had to change a match. Actually, they canceled. Well, they canceled the match, put it back on with uh, different participants, but. Uh, they had to cancel a match between Bea Priestley, who is uh, currently an All Elite Wrestling roster member, um, because she was booked to fight at Cork and Hall, mind you. She was booked to fight the NXT UK Women's Champion, Tony Fucking Storm. And the WWE was like, uh, excuse me, the fuck you are? <laughs> You're not wrestling. Yeah. An all elite wrestler. Now, keep in mind, the way this match was booked, it wasn't necessarily that Tony Storm was going to lose or Bea Priestley was going to lose, per se, but it's to that point, ladies and gentlemen. It's to that point where that company, that monolith of a company that we're talking about right now, WWE, they don't even want to have to start shit like that. Like, you know what? Nope. Your people are not wrestling our people. Yeah. We're not doing that. Yeah. I think that speaks volumes about this so-called t-shirt company. <laughs> you know? Yeah, again, you know, you don't doesn't have to admit to it, but there's definitely legit fear behind, behind uh, the... Arrival of AEW, and and there should be to an extent. I mean, you're not gonna roll over and die because AEW is there. Competition's good. And while we're talking about good. competition and it being good, uh, we're going to we're going to add uh, add another layer to this onion. <laughs> okay. And uh, for those of you who don't know, it is being reported that All Elite Wrestling is about to announce the um. Partnership with Time Warner. We just talked about Time Warner, <laughs> and and uh, they apparently will have a weekly wrestling show, uh, more than likely on TNT, uh, coming this fall. So there you have it, folks. Uh, it's just it's 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 going to keep uh, it's going to keep getting bigger and bigger, whether whether you want it to or not. Yep, and uh, it all starts with. Double or nothing, and again, I, I get it. It's it's you know I agree with what you said, but as the AEW moniker, this is the first show, and yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's um let's go through the card, shall we? Yeah. Um. As of right now, there are eight matches that are scheduled to take place. Uh, two on a pre-show, so they will leave six on the main roster, and it could be more added at this point. We'll start with the pre-show. We'll start with uh, a singles match. We have uh, Kip Sabian versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, Sammy Guevara is a is a guy that um, I don't get the pandas per se. He, he has. <laughs> uh, I, we've talked. I talked about that with a friend of the show quite a bit. But um, here here's a, here's an example of two guys who are starting off the show, the pre-show, and I'm telling you this right now. They stick with AEW. You're looking at two guys that could be main eventing big shows oh, for yeah. the company very soon. Hell yeah. Um, high pace, high octane, kind of what AEW is going to be about for a lot of things. I would like this 
out of the pre-show, I like this to be the first match. Out of the gate, get that crowd going, get the uh, people at home going, because I'm assuming the pre-show is going to be taped as well, or, or not taped, but shown live as shown well. Shown live, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, to me, it's a good start. It's, it's a good it's a good mix of, of two guys who are, uh, could just explode right out of the gate. Again, very reminiscent of All In with the... Uh... The Matt Cross match. Matt Cross versus MJF. Yeah. And, uh, you know, two guys, high octane. You know, mm-hmm. uh, may, maybe Matt Cross more than MJF, he, but still. Well, MJ- Matt, MJF hangs with them. Yeah, he did. You know, he did. Uh, absolutely. Uh, speaking of MJF, the, the other match on the pre-show is a uh, 21-man uh, casino battle royal for an AEW World Championship match. Now... We we mentioned that the changes. I don't know if we talked about it on the show or not. No, I don't think we talked about it on the show because uh, we were going to wait for this. Yeah. So so the the change. Go ahead. You you, you explain it better. So uh, it is a twenty one man battle royal. They right. changed the name to the casino battle royal, and they wanted to change things up. They didn't want to do your run of the mill battle royal. So what they're going to do is they're going to start off with five guys in the ring, and then every three minutes. Another wave of five guys comes in. Okay. And to keep the theme of, of the whole casino theme, uh, lucky number 21 will be their own wave. Yeah. So they get to come out last, fresh, and not have to worry about coming out with other guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, the top prize, the winner of the Battle Royal, will receive an AEW World Championship match to be determined later. Now, keep in mind, this does include their singles titles and uh, tag titles if there's going to be any. Right. So, we could potentially see that the winner of that battle royal go and pick a partner at some point and say, hey, I want to vie for the tag titles. So far, you've got uh, 11 guys confirmed. You've got uh, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta in The Best Friends. Right. Who, I believe they're the most recent additions uh, as of this recording. Uh, you've got Sunny Days, you've got uh, MJF, you've got Joey Janela. That's so good to see him back. It is, dude. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, Dustin Thomas has been announced. Brian Pillman Jr. Hell yes. Which I- I'm excited. Uh, Glacier. <laughs> uh, yeah. You gotta have someone like that in every Oh, around. Lord. Uh, that ought to be pretty fucking interesting. That's clusterfucks. Uh, Ace Romero... Brandon Cutler, Sonny Kiss, who I, I I don't know if you're familiar with. I'm familiar oh, with. Oh yeah, of course. Um, I I tell you what, I know I know the uh, the flamboyant uh, personas are not everybody's thing, but regardless of whether you enjoy it or not, you have to watch Sonny Kiss in the ring. It is uh, it is a sight unto itself. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way, you'll be fucking entertained. I, I, and once you once and once you peel that onion, that is Sunny Kiss. What you have is raw talent. Too. Yeah, yeah, amazing talent, <laughs> guy. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about that. And uh, again, one of these guys is going to be main eventing a show one of these days, and uh, you know, for uh, a world championship or tag team championship. So, good fun way to start the show. Kind of like, kind of like all in, 
And then we get to the main roster, and this is where the meat comes in, <laughs> if you will. Um, we talk about uh, equality, and I'm gonna start with this match because I thought one of the, one of the best things that I, I heard in the initial AEW press conference, and, and maybe it's because of my upbringing. You know, I was raised. I was basically raised by six women, and I see the bullshit that women have to, are put through. I do, and you know, as a guy, you could you you know, as a, as a male in this world, you can feel for them, but you don't necessarily always. You can't you can't say I get it, I understand because you don't. Not entirely. Not no. entirely, and and um, one of the things that they announced the initial press conference, what I, I I was driving home from work and I was just like hell fucking yeah was equality in pay yeah everybody is going to get the same base no matter what gender background whatever you are you're going to get the same base no matter what and then everything else is going to be based off your talent it's the way it should be yeah it's the way it should be um, so I, I thought that was great. And, and, uh, there is going to be a, uh, a three-way match featuring, uh, three of the first women that were announced for AEW. Yeah. Um, two of them I got to see recently at, at a war wrestling show. Okay. And that was Dr. Britt Baker and, and Kylie Ray. And then the third participant is Nyla Rose. Three-way match. Obviously, Nyla Rose is, is coming in here as the heel. Yeah. You know, she they made that very clear in, in the press conference. Kylie Ray, for me, and I, maybe I'm being biased, Chicago girl, but uh, I, I've, been, I've been watching her in the past couple couple years. I, I, I got to know her uh, at, their, at Booker T's uh, company mm-hmm. uh, at the Row. Uh, Re- uh, reality Wrestling, which, by the way, you can catch uh, Reality Wrestling every Sunday uh, afternoon on Fights. Go to 2020crew.com slash podcast slash F-I-T-E. Sign up for free, ladies and gentlemen. All you need is an email. I don't care if it's a brand new email. They're free to get $15. Yeah, as long as if you're already a current user of Fight TV. Go sign up for a free Gmail account or Yahoo or whatever. Do it that way. Sign up through us. We're going to give you $15 of fight credit right away. Right away. You can go watch other stuff and not necessarily have to pay for it, depending on how much it costs. Depending on if it's going to be on fight, you might be able to pay for this show that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, And again, the Reality Wrestling, which is uh, Booker T's company down in uh, Houston, Texas, Free every Sunday afternoon, and you 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 might meet you might find the next Kylie Ray. Yeah, uh, I her talent. I get she's she's this this uh, kind of giddy girl that's always you know, she's smiling Kylie. Yeah, you know? smiling Kylie smiling Ray. Ki- smiling Kylie Ray. It's a cool gimmick, and you know I'm not saying that's not who she is. You know I'm sure that's a lot of her personality, but when that bell rings. You just get this intensity out of her that it's almost like um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this for WWE marks. It's gonna you're gonna laugh, but it's the equivalent of when uh, Luke Gallows was Festus. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And when that, that bell rings, it's this intensity that comes out of nowhere. Um, such a great in-ring talent. And uh, and Britt Baker, too, is another one, too, that for me was an acquired taste because I saw her initially and I was like, yeah, there's nothing really special about her. But over time, uh, te- there's a great technical wrestler that you know that is Britt Baker that has definitely uh, improved in my my you know in, in my opinion over the years. So uh, I'm excited about this match. Uh, Nyla Rose is somebody that I'm personally not too familiar with. Neither am I. Um, but uh, from what I saw, I mean, she's definitely looks obviously she's going to be the powerhouse in this match. Uh, I'm excited for this, and I, I think this is a, a cool way to showcase your women's division. Uh, it's something that, uh, given the uh, situation in women's wrestling throughout the uh, throughout the course of independent wrestling and in WWE, especially with certain people wanting to leave WWE, as we talked about before the break, this uh, this roster can definitely uh, be growing at a very quick rate, especially again with the little thing called equality. So, um, I'm just yeah. I was really happy by by that announcement, and what a great way to uh, start off things with the with a three way match. If you get the chance, uh, stop on over to YouTube and look up Kylie Ray. Uh, Kylie Ray wins the freelance championship. That was a good night. Um, yeah, uh, you know she. I think she shocked. I know she shocked me. She shocked the hell out of uh, out of indie wrestling fans because you know yeah. Isaiah Velasquez was in the ring and like basically like I'll take on anybody. I'm I'm the man. Let's go. Let's do it. And no one fucking expected her to come out of the back. And then when she did, he was like, "Give me a fucking break! <laughs> yeah. Like, are you kidding me?" Yeah. And um, uh, you you can pretty much see the match in its entirety on YouTube for free, but. Uh, if that doesn't make you a believer in Kyler Ray, I don't know what will. So next match I want to talk about is a six-man tag match. Of course, you got SoCal Uncensored. They, uh, they're officially signed with AEW, one of the first signees, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, that, that wasn't the elite. Uh, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky. And uh, they are um, taking on a team that are based out of China. Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. Yeah, but it, first of all, if you're not familiar with um, OWE, you can. There's actually full shows available on YouTube. Uh, and and don't get me wrong, they are not subtitled. They are they're not uh, in English audio. But if you're there to watch wrestling, by all means, sit there and watch it. Um, you will be entertained like crazy i mean these guys are all over the damn place very athletic definitely a fucking spectacle to watch uh but that team in particular includes one very important man oh i know and uh, that man is sima for those of you who don't know who that is um you could pretty much name just about any top indie guy right now or cruiserweight, uh, however you would like to refer to them. And 
C-Mob, either, either directly or indirectly, has something to do with their success. Right. Um, uh, he is, like, the master trainer for a lot of guys in professional wrestling today. And if you enjoy the product that's out there now, and I'm not talking about WWE, I'm talking about everything else. Yeah. If you enjoy any of that from anywhere... You cannot tell me you are not a fan of SEMA because he's responsible for like 90% of the fucking talent out there now. It's crazy. Um, to see him wrestle is going to be really interesting. Um, you know, let's face it, he's not in his prime. Right. Um, but it's not like he can't go, you know. And to see him face some of his, his students, you know, it's it's going to be really fucking cool to see. So that team is L. Lindemann. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. No, that's fine. L- Lindemann. Lindemann. Okay. T-Hawk. And, of course, Sima. Um, they're known as Stronghearts. Uh, I'm not, again, I'm not too familiar with uh, OWE. Um, I don't know. We're, again, we're watching uh, War of the Worlds. I got distracted a little bit. I don't know if uh, Flip Gordon joined Lifeblood or not. It seemed like there's some kind of uh, partnership there. But anyways, uh, SEMA is the reason why I'm going to Jacksonville in, in July. Man, um, it's going to be fucking crazy. I, I saw SEMA versus Kenny Omega. Booked, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I, uh, I bought my ticket and I booked my flight. And nice. I'm, I'm going to Jacksonville for that. Um, but uh, this right here... I brought the brought this match up one because it's not a card we gotta talk about it. But what I love about it, it this was announced during the initial show or the sorry the initial press conference. Yes, uh, I, th- I believe Matt was the one that announced it, and uh, Matt Jackson. And um, immediately it was what they they answered the question: Are they going to do business with other companies? Yeah. And here is here is your answer. Great fucking way of doing it. You know, you have... What you're going to have is this a high pace wrestling match that showcases AEW versus OWE. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who the fuck wins. Right. Because it's it's going to be fast paced. It's going to be fun to watch. You're going to learn some names that you you haven't... That you may not know. Yeah. If you're not too familiar with, 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 with Seema's work, that's fine. You're going to learn. You're going to learn. You're going to yeah. learn. And and this is kind of one of those things where we talk about with other wrestling companies is doing business with other with other companies and you get this mixture. The way that we, Ring of Honor does with New Japan, for example, or, you know, Rev Pro and, and CMLL. You get a melting pot of, of talent all in one area. And it's like, you can't go wrong with that. No, or not at all. It's really hard to go wrong with that. <laughs> so, again, nothing really too much to talk about as far as that match goes, other than the fact that, like, if you're looking for something crazy good to watch, I, I can see this going 10, 15 minutes, if not long. Probably about that. Yeah, about and, that. And that's, that's about all you need because you're going to be exhausted by the time it's done. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, the, the, the next match is all feature elite guys. I'll start with this one. I'll start with the, I, I, what I believe is actually the first match that was made. 
for for the card. Uh, and that features the Hangman, Adam Page. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Going one-on-one against Pac. And that right there, when that match was booked, if, if, if I wasn't sold on a company as is, that was a take my money. <laughs> take my money because... <laughs> I have I have my gripe a little bit about this. I I don't know if we talked about this on there. It might have been uh, while we were during a break. Yeah, last week. I, I don't think we talked about it on there. But you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Uh, Adam Page is going to be wrestling on, on May 25th, officially, for only his second time in 2019, and he's going up there against Pac, who's been quite the busy man yeah this past oh year. yeah <laughs> um what's what is what is your initial thought going going into this i mean are you worried or or do you do you think that uh they they're prepared for uh they're prepared for this well you know what if if they're smart they'll be prepared for it but uh you know ring rust is a motherfucker oh yeah and you know he's only had one other match this year, and it was a uh, it, was, it was a brief six man tag gauntlet at Wrestle Kingdom. Pre-show. Yeah, so hopefully he's in the gym and sparring and and you know training and and doing stuff like that this entire time off uh, because I would hate to see a talent like Adam Page um, come back and be rusty because uh, let's face it his run in New Japan going into earlier this year was fucking phenomenal at G1 oh my god i mean he's just it was like it was like someone lit a fire under his ass and it was it was like way too hot yeah <laughs> you know he was just dude was wrestling fucking phenomenally um for for him to come back and be any less stellar is going to be disappointing it really is, especially against someone like Pac, because Pac is Pac has came back and you know his his time uh, coming back uh, was a little more low key than I think a lot of us would have liked it to have been. Right, but uh, he's back, he's back and he's wrestling, and uh, I can guarantee you there will be no ring rust on Pac <laughs> by the time this rolls around. So. Um... <laughs> As we see, yeah, so we have a new new show on. It's it's still War of the Worlds, but it's night two. Uh, it's featuring the uh, the world championship match between uh, PCO and Matt Taven. And Matt Taven. Oh, Jay Lethal versus Satoshi Kojima. Nice. That should be a good one. We talked about this essentially being the second show of. AEW, you know, again, it's technically the first show, but it's like the second show because if you can include all in, so let's let's put the two together. You know, I get they're months apart, but that first show, you remember what, what the Hangman was doing in that show? Yeah, he was it, he was, he was <laughs> potentially match of the night. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, you know, against. Um, Joey Janela, I couldn't think of it. Uh, Joey Janela in a Chicago street fight, a match that you missed part of it. <laughs> uh, well, I, I ended up, uh, I, you know, you, I, didn't, you didn't see it. You I'm human. It. I had to yeah. go to the bathroom. I just, I love it because you got yelled at by I, your daughter. I did. <laughs> I did get yelled at, and, and I, I, uh, I ended up spending 
you know, I went to the bathroom and then I immediately found a monitor and tried to watch as much of it as I could. Yeah. While I was <laughs> not in my seat. But uh, yeah, um, one of the one of the one of the best street fights I've ever seen. And it wasn't because of the the hardcore aspect of it, because it was hardcore. Yeah. But it was how it was done. It was a well-booked match. Yeah. It was a well-booked match. And, and that's another thing. Like, these guys don't get... I'm not saying they're the best fucking bookers in the world, but they're not getting the respect that they should probably be getting when it comes to show production. Right. You know, I and, and you know... Uh, Cody was the one responsible for um, at least part of the booking. And he he told everybody he fucked up that last match. Or the last two matches. You know, because one went, uh, I think it was the Skrull Okada match, went too long. And it caused the, the main event to go short. Right. So they had a bunch of shit to fit, fit into 15 to 20 minutes as opposed to 25 or 30 but, you know, he, he owned up to that. He's like, you know, this is something new for me, and I think I did a fairly well job. I think everybody was impressed and whatever. Sure, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you're, you're, getting, you're getting this talent. You're getting matches like that happening throughout the night, not just that match. Mm-hmm. I don't I, – I really don't get where people – other than, like, maybe it's just fucking the fear of change. With people, maybe that's what it is. They just—they're afraid of change. People, don't get me wrong. People are afraid of change. Sure, it's part of being human. But for fuck's sake, <laughs> like, give these guys some fucking credit. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Adam Page is a guy who I. This is where I, I bec- even if he is in the gym sparring and doing you know non-official matches. I hope that all that momentum that he got last year. Isn't fizzled away, yeah. Because we what we saw was the guy that was going to, in my opinion, outshine everybody else in the elite, including yeah, oh yeah, including Kenny Omega, including Kenny Omega, especially if he would have stayed in New Japan. Yeah, if he would have stayed in New Japan, I shit you not, we're looking at at least one world title match. I'm not saying he wins it, but he gets that that shot. I'm at, so let, let's let's say he stayed in Japan. He signed with AEW, but he said, "You know what? I'm not doing anything. I'll stay until April, or early May. Sign an extension. They'd keep him. Hell yeah, they, they would have fucking kept him. And you know where he would have been in? He would have been in a rivalry, maybe like Jay Lee or sorry, Jay White or Kazuchika Okada, maybe a Tetsuya Naito. They would have found something for him." I, I think he would have had the Neverweight Championship rather than Will Ospreay. Yeah. I, that, 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 to me, that would be a no-brainer. The way he was going, without a doubt. Have, he would have held some sort of title. Have him in the ring with Jeff Cobb at, at, oh, uh, you know, in God, the garden. Yeah. You know? Hell yeah, dude. I mean, potentially have a tag team run, let's say potentially with the Bushi, you know, or, or what have you. I mean, something. There, there's a plenty yeah. of fucking opportunities for him and it's unfortunate that he decided to take that time off because that guy that's the worst thing he could have done even even if you're doing again doing dark matches that's not that I'm not seeing on, the, on any database here which is fine it's not the same 
No, it's not. It's not the same as, as being in front of a live crowd and, and trying to entertain a live crowd. The only other thing I could think of is maybe he's he's been wrestling, but like underneath the hood. Could be. You yeah. know, that's, that is a possibility. We'll have to look up uh, mass wrestlers that debuted. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, and not only that, but you're going up against Pac. And Pac has definitely got a, a chip on his shoulder lately. If you yeah. Watch, if you've watched his matches throughout this, uh, throughout this year, uh, it's been very much Chris Benoit-like. Yeah. Like, you got to bring it, man. Because <laughs> if you don't, he's he's ready to go. He's ready to go. He expects you to be the same way. So if you're not going to deliver with Pac, you're gonna, he's going to make you look silly. He is. Absolutely. And that's not a good way to, to start your <laughs> AEW career. Let's uh let's talk about the uh the guy that I say that Adam Page could potentially become better than if uh if he goes on the right path. And um it's been a while since I've seen him go and that's uh it's Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is and is, is going one on one against his uh Wrestle Kingdom twenty eighteen opponent. And uh, Chris Jericho. Omega Jericho 2. I'm excited. Rematch. Yeah, I am excited. Um, will Will Jericho show up with an IWGP title around his waist? How interesting would that be? The Kenny Omega is going to be in the same ring as that belt again. It, it'll be interesting. <laughs> it, well, here's the thing. It'll be interesting because, much like I said earlier with the whole... Um, Priestly uh, Tony Storm match. Yeah. New Japan did the same thing this year where they stopped one of uh, their wrestlers from kind of doing business with an AEW wrestler. And so it, it just, it makes, politics always makes for strange bedfellows. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we see that, especially with our country these days, Jesus. But uh, I digress. So you do. You do have a, a, a New Japan presence, whether you whether New Japan wants to like that or not, in Chris Jericho, even if it's part-time. He's going to be on an all-elite wrestling card. Uh, so for my money, his match against Okada... You know, obviously this is after the Double or Nothing uh, event, but, you know, who's to say he doesn't pull some shit where he thinks he needs to steal the belt? Yeah. Or or something of that nature. Like, you just don't know with Chris Jericho these days. And, and again, it, it politics makes for strange bedfellows. In my mind, I, w- I would love for something like that to happen because it would open the doors for them to work together. Yeah, which some that's something they don't currently have right now is a working relationship, meaning AEW and New Japan, and that is something you and I have both wanted since day one. Um, it's going to be interesting, it really is. Let's face it, New Japan, if they decide not to do business with AEW, uh, the the match against Okada could be Jericho's last in New Japan, right? You know, so uh, this this uh, this match. It's much more than Omega Jericho too. There's there's other implications. Kenny Omega is an executive vice president for AEW. How much do you think 
his uh, his level his his job role his job title at AEW has anything to do, if any at all, of uh, getting a relationship with New Japan because out of those guys, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put put out the like the next three to five years for you right now in a few minutes. Are you ready? Here we go. Okay. Kenny Omega has already told people, the public, in multiple interviews, he says, hey, look, I've probably got three to five more years of my prime. I want to go out there. I want to push, continue to push the envelope, continue to grow the industry, and I want to be able to do that. New Japan wouldn't let him do that. That's why he's no longer a New Japan roster member. Right. This company's going to let him do that. Anybody who's going to step in the ring with Kenny Omega, you better look out. Because it's going to be balls to the wall. You think you've seen Kenny Omega in his prime? He's going to make the most of this next three to five years as an in-ring performer. Get ready to see your fucking marathons of matches. Get ready to see new shit. Get ready to see shit you never thought you would see. Yeah. If he has his way, this this is this is literally a, a drop of water in the fucking ocean. We get to see it start, and I'm fucking excited. I can't I can't I can't geek out enough. Right. <laughs> I really can't. Um. Yeah. This this match is more than just a rematch for me. It's way more than just a fucking rematch. And I can't wait. So, going back to the, the question then, I mean, is he going to be the guy that bridges the gap to, to, to bring New Japan, to, to bring that relationship with, between AEW and New Japan? Because of, of because of the fact that it's Kenny Omega, because of the fact that they never wanted him to leave in the first place. You know what I think? I think if it does happen, I, I think if he ends up being the guy that bridges that gap, mm-hmm. I think it'll be because he's not giving anyone else a choice, whether it be New Japan, Ring of Honor, whomever. I think he put. I think AEW and Tony Khan allow him to push the envelope to a point where all the other organizations around that want to do business have no choice but to do business. Right. That's what I think. Gotcha. I mean, that, 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 so it's not the the VP. It's it's still the cleaner. It's still the cleaner. Still, still, yeah. still the best belt yeah. machine that does it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fair enough. Um, overall, I'm excited about this match. I think it's a cool way to again to, to start up start up the the uh, the company, if you will, and uh, again add that uh, legitimate fight card. You know, because again, these guys have been rivaling for a couple of years now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's only their second match, but, like, they, they put on a lot of uh, Dude, spots oh. throughout that... Uh, Tore the house down in the Tokyo Dome. And they're going to do it in Vegas now, so... Damn. There you, there you have it. Um, I love these guys, these next two matches last because it involves the, the, the original executive vice presidents, if you will. Okay. Uh, I'll start with uh, I'll start with the tag team, a tag team that I haven't seen wrestle in a long time now. Seems seems like forever. Um, you got the Young Bucks. Oh yeah, and the Young Bucks are back. Matt and Nick Jackson, and uh, what's intriguing about this 
again, we have companies working with other companies. Yeah. Because if you don't know, the Young Bucks are the current AAA uh, World Tag Team Champions. AAA based out of Mexico. And they are defending those titles against the former Triple A Tag Team Champions and the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, they literally had those titles minutes mm-hmm. before they lost before them. Before they lost them. <laughs> uh, Timo Pentagon Jr., which hopefully he's ready to go. Massive fucking TV ratings for Promo Azteca for, mm-hmm. that, for that match, for that appearance. Uh, I think they did uh, like 5.4 million views. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. And that was all thanks to the Young Bucks. I don't know what the rate was. I don't know what their... I think their average rate is like 1.8. So it, it like quadrupled yeah. their ratings. Um, and yeah, they, they for those of you who don't know, they came out at the end. So uh, Lucha Brothers, Pentagon, and, and Phoenix won the titles that night. And then the Bucks showed up out of nowhere... And we're like basically like we're tired of you stalking us and, and like you know giving us shit. Yeah. Put those titles on the line right now, and we'll see who's better. And they did, and the Bucks won. And uh, that was it. Was just fucking crazy, absolutely crazy. Uh, I'm excited. I'm I'm always excited to see the Bucks. I don't care what anybody says. Right. They're an exciting tag team. I know they're not everybody's. Uh, piece of cake or slice of pie but you know what fuck them they're they're entertaining they can go with with the best of them i think they've proven that time and time again um and and this this is going to be no different man what you've seen in mexico is a is a small taste of of a much bigger meal and and we're gonna get to see it we're gonna get to see it on fucking pay-per-view man yeah man um I, uh, for those who don't know, I didn't, I didn't get to finish. Uh, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, those are the Lucha Brothers. Uh, I'm torn because I love both these teams. Yeah. <laughs> I always love it, too. I, I don't know what it is. I, actually, I do know what it is. I always love it when you actually have two teams of brothers. Okay. Legit brothers going at it because it's always, to me, it's always something special. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah. there's just that. Obviously, you have the chemistry there, but there's it just seems to be moved to a different level. Yeah, well, yeah, there's definitely added chemistry because right. because they are brothers, you know. You know, like we're we're watching the War of the Worlds tour, and <laughs> Silas Young is jawing with Bullet Club fans at ringside. Again, Milwaukee, just fat, out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I love you, Milwaukee. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, like, we're talking about the War of the Worlds tour, Ring of Honor New Japan, and just, I'm super bummed out that I, I can't make it to the Chicago show that features the tag team match of the Briscoes and the uh, and Girls Destiny. Oh, man, that's, that's going to be a tough one to miss. I, I Two sets of brothers right there, and just the hardest-hitting tag teams in the world today, and I'm going to miss that. Um here with the with Lucha Brothers and uh, and the Young Bucks is that you have two, two high flying, high octane, heavy hitting, especially with the Lucha Brothers, uh, and tag teams that are just 
not going to leave anything to the imagination. Just what you think you've seen it all in professional wrestling. Mm, like you just, <laughs> you, we haven't scratched the surface with it. I, and again, the the icing on the cake for me is the fact that you have now a third company, or I should say a second company, within a company, another you know another company show. So not only do you have China based company, but you now have Mexican based company. Yeah, the international flavor is there. So just another a great example of what. AEW is all about, and this right here, this right, this this match right here, the, the Lucha Brothers and, and Young Bucks. When I when they signed the Lucha Brothers, I was on I was on board from the get go. Yeah, I you know what, and it was it was uh, I was telling Matt uh, at some point in between breaks or shows, Impact Wrestling. Is 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 like this dark horse in all of this? Yeah, because they 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 know they know how to grow. Now that they have all the like their foundation in place, they know how to grow the way they need to grow. And you know they just signed Michael Elgin, which is huge, it's huge. And no pun intended, but yeah. They, <laughs> and um, yeah, they lost the Lucha Brothers. You know they lost Penta and and Ray, but it, it's not for like lack of trying. You know they 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 put up. You know they offered these guys a a really nice chunk of change to stick around, and they they decided they were gonna go and and sign with AEW. But man, the way things are going, if if everything uh, works out in the future, we could easily see. Impact do business with AEW. Well, see, that's the point. That's why I'm trying to make because like AAA is already in bed with AEW. Well, not only that, but Impact Wrestling and Impact Wrestling, right? You know, and so is Pro Wrestling Noah. So is Lucha Underground. Even though Lucha Underground is a little bit in trouble in their own right right now, <laughs> but it, it's the same thing if you bring New Japan to the table. Does that? Does that, that 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 for sure whether it's a definite or not it for sure leaves a potential opening for Ring of Honor who has their gripe with AEW right now but again it, it could leave that door open potentially Rev Pro potentially CMLL I'm not saying that you have to bring in all these different places but when you can swap your talent or, or do favors or this or that with everybody else it works. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't believe me that this works, then I just want you to go back and at the very least go on Wikipedia and look up something called the National Wrestling Alliance. I never heard of that. Because it's at one point <laughs> in time, don't get me wrong, they made some bad business decisions and that's sure. what led to their downfall. Right. But originally, it worked. It worked. And you, we got to see... The Ric Flairs of the world travel from company to company to company and defend that title. You know, we got to see Kamala. We got to see, you know, all these all these great fucking wrestlers. The great Kabuki. Right. You know, just all over the, the damn great place. Great Kabuki. Yeah. In, world in Texas, of all places. In Texas, of know? all places, yes. Um, the great Sasuke. Yeah, one too. yeah. Uh, the... 
the idea of of having wrestlers go anywhere at potentially any time, I don't understand why people don't more people don't jump on board with that. To me, that's just that's a no brainer. Yeah, you know, and and um, especially if they're holding a title from your company, right? Like, what better way to get exposure for that title, right? The NWA knew that, mm-hmm. you know, like, right. hey, yeah. You want Ric Flair in Texas to defend the fucking national title? Fuck it. Have at it. It's uh, it, it's great, the uh, the potential that, that exists here. And uh, I hope they keep continuing to run with it. I do. Me too, man. Me you too. Know? And, and, you know, speaking of the NWA, they, you know, they, they are in good standing with everybody they've done business with. And that includes the elite guys. We saw the NWA World Heavyweight Championship defended at All In. I, I'm excited. I'm excited at the possibilities, man. This, I, this year in wrestling is going to be fucking nuts. I would. Uh, I would not. I would actually be surprised if, at some point within the first fiscal year, that we don't see that, that title. We, we don't see defended. it again. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. You know, especially with what the NWA wants to do. Yeah. Why wouldn't you defend it at an All AEW show? Right. So. Uh, and speaking of which, we, I, I, I saved this guy for last because he seems to be the guy that kind of triggered all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the guy that won an NWA World Heavyweight Championship at All In. What was a hell of a match against Nick Aldis? Uh, Who's filled with diluted strawberry jelly. <laughs> <laughs> so Cody is the guy we're referring to here. And uh, for the longest time, we knew he was going to be on the card, but we didn't know against who. And then a few weeks ago, it was announced. And we have Cody versus his brother, Dustin Rhodes. You want to talk about brothers and chemistry and adding something special to a match. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Yeah. Uh, and, and for me personally, I don't. I wouldn't want this match to happen anywhere else. I think it's perfect for this card, perfect for this company. The, the Dustin Rhodes, uh, formerly known as Goldust, the, the, he is one talent that has been. It's like the life was sucked out of him. I was going to say, it, it's, it's kind of a sad story. It is. For, for the longest time. He hung around the WWE way too long. And it sucks because something like the this 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 independent revolution that's happening, with, not just with AEW, but with pro wrestling in general, it sucks that it's happening now where he's pretty much in the twilight of his career. Right. Because he's the guy he's the guy that that basically got buried by Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan didn't like the way he looked. Otherwise you're looking at your next WWF champion. He's the guy who NWA, you know essentially kills itself, gets bought out by WCW and Ted Turner. And they go a completely different direction. But had had they stuck around and the NWA became, uh, you know, increased their longevity, you're looking at him as the NWA world champion. 
in WCW because the company was mismanaged and they didn't stick to uh, actual wrestling and right. they went the sports entertainment way for, right. for the most part. Again, he could have easily been WCW World Heavyweight Champion. He's he, he they don't call him the natural for nothing. Right. Like he's Dusty's son. He knows how to fucking wrestle, <laughs> you know, and he does it well. Cody knows how to wrestle, and he does it well. This isn't by accident. These these kids were were brought up into wrestling. They know how to wrestle, and you're going to get to see something special. Obviously, you, you mentioned that he was Goldust prior to to this, and uh, most people are going to remember him as Goldust, and. It was one of those characters that that helped get him notoriety in the wrestling business, and uh, yeah, oh, that's an understatement. That's completely an understatement. But yeah. but, but the problem is, it also killed his career. It, yeah, a double edged sword, man. And very very bittersweet. That that is one. He is one guy who I would love to do a complete episode about further down the line. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, because you look at you look at him as as Goldust, and everywhere he went after that, you know, his return to WCW immediately, you're, you're seven. Maybe the maybe seven maybe we'll we'll leave it up to uh, listeners of the show. Chime in twenty x twenty crew at gmail dot com. You can reach us via email. Come talk to us, uh, facebook.com slash group slash 20x20talk. Chime in about Goldust. When, when do you want us to do our Goldust episode? Maybe for an anniversary of when the the character got created. Okay. Maybe a death anniversary for when the character got retired. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Shout out to us. Let us know. Uh, Twitter.com slash 20x20crew. Instagram.com slash 20x20crew. But, like I was saying, you know, like... Um... Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about doing that. You know, he was seven in, in WCW. This is post Goldust. That was fucking horrible. Comes back to WWE, Goldust again. Leaves, goes to TNA. What do they do? They give him <laughs> black paint. You're black rain now. He gets. Like, he got typecast. That's what he was. Yeah, he got typecast. And and, 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 and how then, how ironic because. Goldust was supposed to be like a like an actor, right? You know, he was coming from like Hollywood or, or the the pictures, and how ironic that he gets typecast in professional wrestling as essentially the same thing, maybe a little bit of a different vein here and there depending on who he worked for, but essentially it was the same thing. Real quick here, we saw uh, Eugene Nagata depone uh, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the referee got knocked out of the ring, and Silas grabbed the chair and was about to hit Yuji with it. And uh, Eugene Nagata uh, was pretty much just daring him, hit him with it, hit him with it, and he ended up taking the chair from him, from Silas. And instead of hitting Silas with it, he wrapped the chair around his neck and uh, laid on the ground and pretended to be uh, hurt. And he won the match. He won the match. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are watching Ring of Honor, New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling's uh, co-branded War of the Worlds Tour. This is night two from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And we are watching Silas Silas Young lose to Blue Justice himself, Yuji Nagata. 
Um, but, but but yeah, going back to uh, to, to Dustin Rose, like this is a redemption match. This is a redemption match because this is uh, even if it's even if it's short term, even if it's for one night only. He he has an opportunity to become the natural one more one more time, and yeah. he, and and he gets to do it with his brother. With his brother, I'm so dude. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. I'm so excited. You know. And, and not only that, but like let's let's get let's add to those goosebumps. He gets to do it in the ring, I guess his brother in a company that his brother helped create. How fucking cool is that? You know, I mean, you look at you look at somebody like one of the, one of the one of the the biggest things that Dusty was besides a wrestler was a booker, and. Yeah. This is a match that he would have booked. He would have. If, if he had the opportunity. <laughs> he absolutely would have. And, I mean, he's got to be proud of, of what he's about to see, you know, Memorial Day weekend, you know. So, when when I, when it first came out that it was going to be Dustin, my initial response was like, wow, I did not see that coming. And I don't know if it was just because I was a little shocked that there was a lack of excitement. But going back and and seeing the death of Goldust, the what, what he did afterwards, it yeah. was like it all makes sense. Now. It does. It all makes sense now, and I'm glad this is the this is the perfect match to start to start off this this brand new company with for Cody, because <clears throat> you assume it'll probably be something championship related or or something of that nature. No, no, this is personal. Yeah. It's personal, and, 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 and why not? Because everything that has gotten him to this point has been personal. Because he took he took the fact that he wasn't going to be anything in WWE personally. He took everything that happened to him in TNA personally. And because of that, he helped create this fucking company. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's a good uh, it's it's a, it's a good uh, lesson that it's, it's okay to have a chip on your shoulder, as long as you use it for positivity like this. And and what a hell of a way to start it off. And and ladies and gentlemen, that is your card for Double or Nothing. If you're not excited about this card, I don't know what the fuck to sell you anymore. <laughs> I mean, this, this this sells itself. I I I shouldn't have to tell you how how big of a deal this is. This right here. Again, I'm going to sound like a fucking fanboy, a mark, or whatever you want to call me. That's fine. But this right here is the start of something special. Very rarely do we get to see a start of a company. This is a once-in-a-lifetime thing for, for, for most of us. Yeah, you, you took it right out of my... Yeah, because yeah. we've seen startup companies, and they start off small entities that eventually potentially grow. Ring of Honor was a small backyard, not necessarily backyard, but, you know, small, hundred, maybe a hundred people venue company. If, yeah, if they were lucky. If they were lucky. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and now they, they sell out the, you know, uh, Madison Square Garden. So, you have that. Here we are, a company starting out, selling out the MGM Grand Garden. Yeah. You know, and... What like the the future is so bright from the beginning. I don't think we're ever gonna see that again. 
No, that's what I'm saying. It's, you know, it's a so, once in a lifetime thing. You know what I mean? So it's 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 such a cool thing. If, if you, unless you have something major important going on May 25th, you really you either better be at the arena or in front of a TV, watch it live. Grab your closest personal friends. Grab somebody who is on the border of of being a wrestling fan. Just say, I don't know. I don't know if I, if I get into this shit. Grab that person. <laughs> Invite that person over. You know, I, I mean, this right here is is going to be one of those nights that I, I don't think anyone's ever going to forget. And I I envy those people that are going to be there live. I wish I was going to be there. Yeah, man. But yep. uh, I'm going to be, we're going to be here at the uh, 20X20 Crew Domain. And uh, we're going to be watching it live, man. And I, I'm just so excited to just... To witness that and 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 see history in the making, man. Absolutely, man. It, it, I I'm telling you, I I'm I still have goosebumps. I really do. I I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> I've I've been dying to do this card. I've been like, can we do this card? Can we do this? I was like a kid on Christmas morning. Like, is it time to open up presents yet? I want to do this card. I enjoy running through cards. I always, I always do. Even even the cards that I'm not too like keen on. A lot of WWE shows. Yeah. But I like talking about the cards and, and making predictions or what have well, you. Well, you know, going going back to the whole uh, Cody versus Dustin match. Yeah. Uh, Goldust, at some point earlier this year, he had tweeted uh, via Twitter, obviously, that he like something about being unhappy or, or whatever. And Cody had replied to him, like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, yeah, I take it back. It was before All In. He was yeah. like, "What are you doing in uh, September?" Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he kind of touted like, "Hey, come do all in with us," you know. And he, they never got around to it. And ever since then, <laughs> this match has been in the back of my mind, like, "Wow, this might actually happen yeah. at some point." Like, if we're lucky, we're gonna get to see it, right? And and then and then uh, you're you're absolutely right when you talk about the death of Goldust. That little promo he put out. It 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 spoke volumes. It spoke volumes, not just about him, but about the the history with that character. To put that to rest after so much time, right? And it and it isn't just like oh I'm I'm done I'm not doing anything else or I'm done I'm gonna go do some some little uh, meaningless show somewhere or you know I'm gonna be signing autographs somewhere. No. He's going to fight his brother, right, at an inaugural show, right, for a company that basically everybody is pitted against for one reason or another. <laughs> uh, it's just again fucking multiple layers. It, the The situation is so complex and rich, and me as a wrestling fan, just bare bones wrestling fan, I'm fucking excited. I get to see the natural Dustin Rhodes come back after all this fucking time. Even if it's for one night only. And do something that yeah. he does well, and that's fucking wrestle. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, whether this is a, a brand new thing or it's one night only, we get to see it one more time. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and again, it's, it's, against, it's against his brother. You know, two guys that worked for the same company at one point, and they were both told that they were insignificant. Yeah. You know? Ain't Imagine that something? That. Ain't oh that something? 
it does something that erodes in WWE has never been worth anything to to, to that company. Oh. I, unbelievable. And I'm not going to get into that, but it's just to, for for a wrestling fan that at a, even even though when I started watching wrestling, Dusty Rhodes was well done with wrestling. I learned at a young age that that man was the heart and soul of professional wrestling for a long time. For a long time. And you learn to respect the name of the of, of Rhodes and, and, and you know, then you see, you know, Dustin Rhodes, you know, like I, I my first match that I saw, um, with uh my first segment I saw I should say with, with uh Gold Dust wasn't Gold Dust or Dustin Rhodes I should say, I apologize. Wasn't as Gold Dust. It was an amateur wrestling match with Ric Flair. That was an old tape that I saw. Okay. And I was like, wow, this guy's a really good wrestler. It was again. It was amateur wrestling, you yeah. know. And, and but uh, I was like, "Wow, oh, it's really cool." And then when I was introduced to him as Goldust, it was just like, <laughs> okay. And that was still the good version of Goldust. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. still the good version of Goldust. wasn't It wasn't watered down yet. But and and then you know getting to see Cody come in, and I got to see him at the from the very beginning and watch him grow, and see like, man, he's going to be the next big thing. And then when they they told him no that you're gonna be stardust and do this goofy thing for a longer time it was like how's he gonna bounce back from this yeah that's devastating and to see him do that and and, and now being executive vice president for a hundred thousand dollar startup company fucking hey man hundred million hundred million i'm sorry yeah. not hundred million hundred thousand hundred million apologize uh startup company um is like fuck man like you took that shit to heart um, but yeah, man, double or nothing. It's happening uh, May twenty fifth. May twenty fifth, and uh, I, besides, uh, I mean, we got a couple of shows before then. I mean, obviously, we're gonna run down everything afterwards. But in, until then, we uh, we're gonna have to call it quits for the night. Absolutely, I, 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 we got we got to contain these goosebumps that we've, we got. We've already mentioned we social, too much. We've already mentioned social media. You know where to find us. Again, our home on the web is twenty x twenty crew dot com, where you will find all of our past episodes, uh, merch, the whole nine. Uh, you know the spiel. We know the spiel. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Double or Nothing will be available on pay per view via Fight TV. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash fight. That's F-I-T-E. Remember, sign up as a new subscriber through our link. We're going to give you $15 worth of credit towards whatever show you want. And that may include double or nothing if you so choose. So, until next time, I have been Joe. He has been Matt. And ladies and gentlemen, you have been fucking fabulous. Keep stealing my lines. I do, man. It's fucking great. (laughs) And we will see see you in the ring. ring.